it feels like a perfect time to revisit the JT Riamudo trade and preview the series ahead. Dave Shaw, UK Phillies, one of the UK GOATs, is in the house on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. Of course, with me, Peter Pratt. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, guys. Of course, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Don't forget the underscore. There's another Miami Marlins UK. These pretenders, what's going on? Anyway, if you are listening, please subscribe to the pod. It's a daily pod. There's five episodes a week, guys. Hit subscribe and it just drops onto your device. If you are watching, hello, greetings. Welcome to my living room. And... Hit subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, you will see, I have a guest. I've already teased it out. Dave Shaw, back on Lockdown Marlins, UK Phils. Dave, how are we doing, brother? Yeah, good. Thank you for having me back on. Good evening, uh, Pete. Good evening, everybody listening and watching. Hope you're all, uh, hope you're all good. Uh, usually, I'm a bit more buoyant when I've come on these shows, but <laughs> it's September, Phils, and I'm nervous, Pete. I'm nervous. I can feel it. I can feel the nervous energy kind of coursing through the microphone. <laughs> last time we spoke, I, if I recall correctly, and I may have missed one, but I think the last time we spoke was post-game after the Stubbs bomb walk-off, walk if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were hyped. <laughs> Man, oh, that feels like so long ago when times yeah. were so good. We were hot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. September feels is well and truly kicking in. The Bob Nightingale curse is real. Oh, it is. Um, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, man. What? What? <laughs> if it, seriously, Bob, Bob, stop it. Just, just, just leave us alone. He hasn't tweeted about us all season. And ever since he tweeted that, Casty's gone down. Suarez well, has go. gone down. We haven't won. We've looked terrible. We've been blown out. And September feels is in full swing. Oh my days. This does not sound positive for a team that's 73 and 61 in the wildcard two spot. Guys, listen, Marlins fans listening, we've won 55 games this year. We're absolutely terrible. Our heads are in the bin. Listen to Dave. This is a team in the wildcard two spot. His head's gone. <laughs> look, look, Phils haven't had a winning September since 2017. We've had some incredible collapses in September, which has cost us postseason every single time. <laughs> so we, we we have right to be nervous heading September. When the calendar flicks to August 25th, you start looking at September going... Oh boy, here we go. Are we going to get a usual Nola September? Are we going to get a usual September? Like I think last season we had the easiest schedule in MLB. I we remember. just had to go 500 in the season on the month and we blew it. We blew <laughs> so many games against you guys, the Cards, the Nationals. And I it's happening it. again. Now the, the pitching's gone to pot. Hasn't yeah. it helped? Wheeler's gone down injured and just we don't even have a return to him at the moment. Suarez oh has gone back. Uh, what was the start? I think the Phillies, um, the Phillies starters have combined for seven innings in only three of their last 17 games. Oh, oh, lacking, they're brutal. lacking length. Bullpen's <laughs> getting blown up to bits, overused. Sir Anthony's gone on the aisle. He's back soon. Eflin's due back when we're going to play a bullpen role. We're calling up kids from the uh, minors in just desperation. Guthrie's come up. 
<laughs> did not expect to see him for another year or so. That we're, we're throwing everything at this. It cannot happen. We haven't beat the Giants since 2013 in San Fran. That continued. The mm. House of Horrors in Arizona continued. <laughs> oh my God. The Fields is a constant roller coaster, Pete. They don't make it easy. This is absolutely sensational stuff. But Dave, <laughs> hold on a minute. Let me let me just make you feel a little bit better about things now. Come on, um, Pete. I need it. The Marlins right now, just to kind of call it out, in case you missed it, because you're probably not following us that closely. We've lost seven in a row. Seven in a row. The last four games, we've only Pete, scored one run in each game. Seven in a row when, when they played us. When they what? Then they swept us. <laughs> it means nothing. Absolutely nothing to this team. Look, oh in, my days. I, in fairness, and no offense to your to your offense, but it's 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 not good. That's being nice. Your, your offense is. If Nola can't go seven tonight. Yeah, and he needs to. We need. We waited five years for Nola. September Nola. He's been fantastic all season. Last outing, he got absolutely blown up. We need Aaron Nola to finally step forward in September and put this hoodoo, whatever this is, his curse, his this September Nola aside. At least go seven, and ideally not even allow a run because he needs it for himself, for his own self confidence. We need it. We've got to win. Like tonight, it, it sounds dramatic, but it's a must-win game. We've lost. Oh boy, must we, we win. won one out of one out of six on the West Coast. We're coming back to the Marlins, then the Nats, then yourselves again. Nine games where we've had no problem all season so far. We've got to start on the front foot tonight. If we can't, and we got Sandy on the game three, which is we a have. tough one. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to win these first two games just to get some momentum going again, get some belief back because the fan base is ooh, squeaky bum time, you know. <laughs> some have already gone. They've gone. <laughs> They've two, gone. two losses in September. I've seen fans already jumping ship. They're onto the Eagles. <laughs> oh my days. Oh my days. This sounds absolutely wild. I'm gonna be I'm gonna make sure that I up my Philly fan following on Twitter. I wanna feel and see this pain. Um Jesus Lazardo's going for the fish tonight. Yeah, um, I just how oh. How have the Phillies been faring against lefties? Because the Marlins are historically bad against lefties. I'm intrigued yeah, to know miss. where the Phillies hit, are up to. Hit and miss. It depends Is what it? offense okay. turns up, mate. It Honestly, there's no consistency with this offense. Like the D-backs, we blew them out 18-7 against the lefty or lefties as they kept going through their bullpen. And then we got blanked against the Giants who put a lefty out on the mound. So it, it's it's so inconsistent. We've we just There's no consistency. You know, Bryce coming back. I really thought, really, as we all thought, when Bryce comes back, as this mm -hmm. is it, here we go. And we've won yeah. one game since he's come back out of six. Oh, it's, dear. It's been tough. The curse is real. Well, yeah, and is, it, is it because the players have gone, hey, Bryce is back, we can step off a little bit and let him take the more of the slack? Because when he was out, they were fighting. They were really fighting to step mm -hmm. up. And now he's come back. It's as if they've gone, oh, okay, Bryce is back. Here we go. We're going to do this. Getting a bit complacent, maybe I don't know. It's it's sort of how it's coming across, um, which is why this series at home against a team that are usually our bogey team this year, we've we've done a lot better against yourselves. But yeah, we got to get the bats going again. You know, Reese is going a bit hit and miss. JJT's on fire. Stott's on fire. And he's not starting tonight. I don't get it. Do not have a clue. Him and Segura should be one and two in our lineup. To be honest, Schwarber's just a waste. It, it, you know, even when he's hitting home runs, it's solo bombs. Get him down the order. Yeah, um, good point. Good point. Segura, Segura and Stott, they're, they're both on fire. What a partnership defensively they've been this year. And in the lineup, they've got this chemistry. 
it's just it's just working like Utley and J Roll had it. It's beautiful to watch. It's blossoming, and then he's he's bloody platooning Sosa, Sosa who can't hit a bloody beach ball at the moment. And it, you know, he's he's in for his defense, which is being immaculate at times, incredible. But even he's now dropped off the ball a little bit as well defensively. Mm. Uh, thanks, Keith Fernandez, for the uh, the voodoo on that. By the way, we were fine defensively until he brought that up, and now we've gone to pot as well with that. But. <laughs> It's uh oh, I'm too gloomy. What's going on? Right, JT, JT. JT. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to let you get into this trade. I I need to. You're talking about guys returning back from injury, and so let's just briefly bring the Marlins fans that are tuning into this one some updates. The main update, guys. Avisel Garcia, the big boy, the big free agent signing, is back. Four. He's been activated. Peyton Burdick, the corresponding move down to Triple A. Burdick underwhelmed in his time up. Avi is up. He has been struggling in his rehab starts at AAA. So Avisel Garcia, the big free agent acquisition, who's had a real struggle and has now struggled at AAA, is back up, straight back in the lineup here. Um, the lineups are just out. He is also straight back into the cleanup spot. So wow, Avisel Garcia, we baby. coming tonight now. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, if this is, and actually the lineup today is it's an interesting one. It's very vet heavy. There's a lot of familiar names to like Phillies fans be like, oh yeah, John Birdie, Wendell, Billy Killer, Brian Wait, Anderson, a Miggy Rose in there in the eight yeah, hole. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a familiar looking lineup. You've got you know Lewin Diaz playing first base, but other than that, and JJ Bloody at center field, there's a lot of familiar names, a lot of vets in this lineup, which I think is very intriguing um, considering the Marlins are in full evaluation mode right now. We're trying to look to 2023. You know, get our eyeballs on some of these prospects. And, well, we've just optioned one of them. Um, and then we're going a vet-heavy lineup. Interesting approach for the fish. Um, Jesus Lozado going on the mound. Um, what's, what about from a Phillies perspective, mate? You've mentioned there's a couple of new guys up. Bryce is back. What's Bring us up to speed with, like, Phillies roster news. Who's who's well, up? Who's delivering right now? We're, we're due Sir Anthony back, which will be huge <clears> for the bullpen, <throat> which has just been overworked, like I said earlier. Uh, Castellano should be back soon. Relatively fresh. Fresh. Effin's been out for a long time. He's liked to come out the bullpen because they've got no time to start ramping him up as a starter. Suarez got pulled out the last game with the trainer. He needs an IL stint because he looks fatigued. Just give him some rest. Wheeler, we hope he's due back next week. Uh, yeah. They should all be back and relatively fresh, which is which is key, which is key because they, they look overloaded. Um, Roster-wise, it's, it, you know, we don't see enough of Nicky Maton. We keep persisting with Sosa. Harper's back, JT. Verling <laughs> having to cover for Castellanos. At times, good average, good with the bat. Defensively, mm. Um yeah, it's just it's so it's the inconsistency. I want to be more positive, but it's just I'm nervous. I'm nervous, guys. I can it, sense it, it. It's what it is. If we can take two out of three against you guys, it's back on. You know, we're, we're okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is the real test for the Phillies. Are we the same Phillies that we had with Kapler and Girardi since 2017, where we have completely bottle set them as in our postseason, or is this different to those teams? Is this Thompson's Phillies? where we're a different team as we look on paper and as we should be a genuine, decent wildcard team. This, this time, this, this next week's going to tell yourselves, Nats, Marlins should beat you all three series on paper. That's all we need. Two out of three, two out of three, two out of three, because the Brewers are going to keep dropping series, especially yeah. with the Yankees and Mets coming up for them next week. This is it. 
this is it right now. Which fills have we got? Last five years, or are we going to finally break that eleven-year drought? I think, you know, from a Phillies perspective, right now, those three series you just mentioned, two, I guess, bookending in that series against with the Marlins. So you've got three series in a row against what are really below par teams right now. Mm-hmm. The, and in different ways. The thing is, for the fish, you're still going to get good quality starting pitching. So from an yeah. offense, offensive perspective for the Phils, you'll probably be in one or two of the games shut down. But this Marlins offense is so, so bad that if you can scratch two to three runs, you're probably winning the game. Like, that's just the MO of the Marlins. And, and I'll right take now. it, Pete. I don't care how these okay. wins come. I, I think we're all in the same boat now as Phils fans. Just just win the bloody games. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. I don't care how scrappy they are. I don't care if they're classic 1-0s, as we say in football. You know, we'll take yeah. the 1-0. <laughs> it's just get the, get the wins. Get the momentum going again. It's, this September's all about momentum, building momentum yeah. going into a postseason. You, we can't limp. We can't limp along the line. Just get just get the job done. You know, I, I'm hoping where your offense is is not great. Our mm. starters can start going six, seven innings again and giving our bullpen a bit of a rest. Yeah, and try and find some consistency, which we've lacked a lot in this last week or so. But it's the Marlins. <laughs> you've always been our uh, you've always been our bogey team these last few years. So it, it again it adds that horrible curveball and narrow. Mm, it's it the does. Marlins in September. I do I do really fancy Nola to absolutely go bananas tonight. Although I have seen the weather looks a little bit changeable. Like yeah, I've seen some, some weather reports. Be some, uh, I think there'll definitely be a rain delay. I, yeah. Personally, I hope it's I hope there's a double header tomorrow and they cancel it tonight just to give the bullpen a bit extra mm. rest and the pitching a bit extra rest. But And a UK friendly, right? Yeah, but we haven't won our last nine UK friendlies. Oh boy. <laughs> I thought it was bad being a Marlins UK just friendly. Really, fan. yeah. <laughs> Including the six o'clockers, the nine o'clockers. We haven't won our last oh, nine now. Days. More pain, more pain for the UK Phils. What are they doing? Yeah. Do they, uh, just on that, I was talking about on yesterday's episode, what do the Phillies do, those kind of day games, from a lineup perspective? Is it chop and change? Do they get a lot of, like, roster? um... JT, JT changes and Stubbs comes in. Stubbs are great. It's been more than we could ever imagine out of Garrett Stubbs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, catches. Catches to be expected, but, like, is it pretty much still the studs playing on those UK yeah, friendly yeah. games? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, 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 you know, Shawba will still be a leadoff. Hoskins, same lineup. Hoskins yeah. and then Harper. Uh, at Boehm, Harper. <clears throat> Boehm's been had a sensational, sensational, 43 multi-hit games this season. He's been unreal. Nice. Absolutely unreal. Under the radar, because he's not a spectacular hitter. He's not hitting bombs. He's not hitting <laughs> home runs, but gets on base. Gets on base multiple times. Just can't, can't get him home. Story of our season. Can't mm. get him home. Yeah. Uh, Stranded. Stranded will be the uh, yearbook title. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like um, it. But yeah, we, we are, we're constantly playing. I think Thompson's just constantly put them out there hoping that they're going to click. Because like we yeah. said, the Diamondbacks, we've got 18 runs past them. When it clicks, there's no easy outs. The, the, yeah. the lineup's lethal and we had depth, but consistency. The problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get the get the ad done, and then we'll wrap up uh, with a few other other themes and topics. We need to, of course, revisit the the Real Muto trade as we yes. always do um, when we speak, and that's, yes, that, that do, has yeah. to be done. And uh, so, flowed as well. <laughs> it definitely has. I, I I've got a view on that now. So we'll we'll get we'll get the ad done. We'll we'll dig into that, and then we'll kind of wrap up yep. with uh, with the pitching matchups for this series. Um, so, guys, it's a US ad with a British twist, and it's our good friends over at Bill Bar. And here's the question. Have you tried those puffs? Have you tried Built Bar's puffs yet? If you haven't, you are depriving yourself of one of life's 
greatest joys. It is a big claim. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Bill has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, cookie dough chunk puffs. Yep, I said that right. Cookie dough chunk puffs. Light and chewy texture and real cookie dough chunks. And of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy. How about that? Cookie dough chunk puffs, they're only 160 calories. And they have a whopping 15, 15, 15 grams of protein in them. Sounds absolutely sensational. If you are liking what you're hearing, and frankly, why wouldn't you be? Get yourselves over to built.com. You can use promo code LOCKEDON15. And that gets you 15% off your order. Reminder, the, co- the promo code is LOCKEDON15, LOCKEDON15 at built.com. All right, then, Dave. Uh, yeah, I know you must be licking it. This is ice cream. How much, are they, uh, how much is shipping over here? Uh, they don't ship to the UK, would you believe? They sound sensational, don't they? Mate, you've got my appetite going on. I know, mate. Tell me about it. Ice cream. Tell me about it. Wait, tune into tomorrow's episode, mate. There's a there's a good ad queued up. It's um, I believe some male uh, Viagra stuff going. So uh, we'll we'll get you into those anyway. We'll get you into those. All right, Dave. The the Riamuto trade. Riamuto's back, and he's having a good year, actually. Um, of course, this is seems like a slam dunk for the Phils. Uh, nevertheless. However, Sixto Sanchez, I would just kind of update you. I've been thinking about this myself the other day, and I I have a feeling that Sixto, my gut feel is that Sixto ends up retiring without playing again for the Marlins. I feel like he may even have to retire from baseball. I feel like the injuries have gotten that bad, and the the you know, there's only so many times you can keep rehabbing, right? Like, you know, where you kind of just go, do you know what? I'm not sure I'm oh, up for it. Be- I think he's 24, so he's still relatively young, but it's two years out now for Sixto. You know, it's injury after injury. His elbow is shoulder, his elbow is shoulder, and gut feel is, you know, it won't happen immediately, but I'm going to put it out there that I think that Sixto ends up just walking away from baseball, from the Marlins and baseball itself and going, I'm out of here. I just, I don't think the shoulder can do it anymore, which would be really sad. Like, Sixto in 2020, when he burst on the scene, mate, and that was it, right? Riamuto was was doing his thing for the Phils. Sixto arrived for the Marlins. Alfaro had already kind of been there knocking around anyway. And everyone was like, love it. Sixto, absolutely electric. Yeah. How quickly it's turned around for him and soured is just, it's wild. But these things can happen with injuries, right? Where guys just get hurt. You never it, see them again. It doesn't matter what player, who they play for. you got to feel for him and what, what he's going to be feeling because he had, he had the world at his feet or the world yeah. at his arms. You know, he, he, was, he was on... He was, his stuff, his potential, we all saw in the minors was, you know, we knew. And even at the time we made that trade, a lot of us were like, oh, this is a big call because Sixo's going to be, he's going to mm. be up there. He's going to be, it's me, one of those pitches where like, year, for years as well, he had the stuff of like, he's going to be around for a long, long time, yeah. dominating lineups. I, it's it's a shame. Yeah, maybe Phil's have won the JT trade, but it, <laughs> at, at that cost, you don't, you don't really want to win it like that do you and we haven't won it it's it's by default and it's yeah. it, it's horrible for six toe and it's as i say for any player but he's 24 it it depends how he i think this rehab is he in rehab now or is he still out out recovering he he was rehabbing to a point and then recently has has stopped the rehab and something else Shut has gone down. on but but he basically hasn't been pitching in any kind of live 
game at any kind of level since 2020. So even in the minors, he's been rehabbing for two years and hasn't appeared in any minor league game or anything like that to that level. And the videos that have appeared of him, you know, on Insta and stuff or whatever people put out, it literally looks like, you know, a fat uncle in the back garden trying to throw a ball. Like it's so cool. He was so lean. I I know. It's it's sad. It's, it's like, you know, he's pumped. And it like the throw motion doesn't look good, and he's just soft tossing. Nah, you you got to think as well when you've had the same injury twice. It's kept you up for so long. That will all even if he gets back pitching, that will always be in the back of his mind. He'll yeah, never sure. fully focus on pitching because he's always that one little bit of him be thinking, "Oh, did I just feel something?" Even if he mm. didn't, it, there'll be that paranoia of, "Oh, did I feel a strain? Was that my my shoulder? Is that you know?" It'll always be like a footballer, you know, who keeps tearing their Achilles or a hamstring. You know that constant exactly. injury. It's always on your mind. They're never the same player when they come back because and they say it when they retire. You've always got that one little bit in your mind that yeah. just stops you going into challenges because you think, "Oh, what if I get injured?" And maybe six toe won't throw as hard because he's worried of oh what if I start feeling things is, yeah the mental side of it as well yeah. is, is is just it must be horrible because like it I said be. he such potential it was it was unbelievable and just imagine a fully healthy six though in your lineup I know Sandy Lizardo Lopez you know it it's lethal yeah no I totally agree it's you know it's tough because you you trade away the best base the best catcher in baseball and he was when he was at the Marlins and, and he's continued that with the Phils so to do that where, you know, listen, there's not a ton of those kind of types of catchers uh, knocking around. And, you know, to then get back a, a real high upside, major league ready arm, but effectively see him for, what, seven starts? And that's all you get out of it? Like, that's a, yeah. it's really unlucky for the Marlins and the organization that, that that's the way it went. On the on the JT side of it, he, he's been, you know... <laughs> I remember Mar- March and April when people were going, oh, no, you know, where, where's, where's Jay? And I was one. I, he was slow like, out of the blocks, was, wasn't he? I was stubs, like, stubs, I was worried. Stubbs, stubs, stubs, the man, yeah, stubs, <laughs> Um And I was worried about JT. I wasn't down on him. I wasn't writing him off, but I was like, yikes, this is this is far from the catcher that we know. But since May, he's been unreal. Best yeah. catcher in baseball. His stats are unreal. Mm-hmm. What an athlete he is as well. The amount of stolen. He's never been caught stealing. I think 15, 16 now stolen bases this season. Not been caught once. Uh, he's an absolute pro behind the plate. Unreal. He's, he's just been invaluable to us from both sides of the plate. He's, and he, he'll be massive. He tied the game up against the Giants in game three. Bottom he did. Of the, uh, Three-run bomb, wasn't it? Three-run bomb, three runs down. JT pulled it out. And that was a big thing from last year. Runners in scoring position, JT was nearly always a guaranteed out. He just couldn't get the runners home. Now he's one of, he's one of the few ones that can get the runners home mm. uh, with runners in scoring position. He's just been... He's he's sort of carrying us a little bit at the moment, but he's uh, he's definitely stepped up and he's he's been a a complete joy to watch. He's, he's in his prime years, that's for sure. That is that is true. Um, just uh, before we round up on the pitcher matchups, just give us the scouting report of uh, of Lewis Brinson for the Giants, who made oh. his his return to the major leagues. Um, the Giants, since Brinson has been traded for and then promoted, they're four and zero. Brinson last night with two bombs. It was against yeah, the Dodgers, was, not against was, the Phils, but yeah, I saw. I, I said I was up. Uh, I was up early and watching that game and saw mm. Brinson hit second. And there you go. He he fits. As I said before the show, he fits the Giants perfect. He fits Kapler perfect. I think that's a great Kapler move, actually. I think the Giants are very shrewd on that one, getting him in. Uh, He looks like, uh, uh, you know when he steps up for that first at-bat and he goes, oh, ex-Marlins, 
does usually does hit against us. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. Straight onto second base. You know, Brett Brinson just looked like he'd been playing there for a long time. He's yeah. just settled right in. He's hitting the ball well, looked very confident. Um, running the base pass well, defensively sounds, you know, he, he's a great, he's going to be a good player for the Giants. He really is. Yeah. I'm surprised that, so, well, you watch him with the Giants at the moment, you're surprised that you let him go. You're thinking, what are the Marlins doing here? You know, letting, letting Brintz go. How long he holds it for, you know, because is he trying to impress the Giants to get a newer, better contract? Obviously, he wants them with a play stability next year. Mm. Who doesn't want to play on the West Coast? You know, it's it's. I'd rather play there than someone like Cincinnati. Um, so you know, he's he's playing for a he's playing for a spot. But the way he started, he's it's been unreal, absolutely yeah. unreal. Fair play to the guy. Me too. Absolutely loving that. And Brinson Sanity is in full swing again. Yeah, four, I was thinking four of you throwing people. When I saw Brinson at the second ball. I thought when Pete sees this, he's gonna love it. I had a, I was definitely uh, tagged into multiple tweets. Yeah, I, I would can, say I it's imagine. fair to say this morning. I was like, <laughs> I know something's happened here, and I don't know what. I was like, either someone really likes the pod and a video, or something's happened, and it was Brince, um, it was Brince. Yeah, hitting some bombs. It's great to see. Um, okay, so three game set. We've already mentioned Nola and Lozado going tonight, uh, which should be a really fun matchup. Actually, Nola, yeah, I would expect to go yeah. deep. Lozado will be trying to do the same. Let's did. look at Wednesday's game though, because this one. Two lefties look like they're going. Trevor Rogers for the Marlins. He's back after an IL stint. There was a phantom IL to go and give him a bit of like breathing breathing room. Yeah. And he's come back with a bang, which is great. Yeah. Holder going for the Fills, though. So he's also and a he's lefty. Also the, the best pitcher on the team at the moment. Who would have had Whoa. that going in September? He went six good innings. He's getting – he's a guy who we expect just to fill a few innings – you know, not expecting much. Got rocked a little bit in his first few outings. We thought, uh, at least he's not here for that long. And now it's in Bailey Felter we trust. He's leading this, uh, keeping this rotation afloat. Went a good six innings last game. Really, is his command is 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 what's got him there now. The, the okay. vast improvement already. He's throwing strikes, which is is a rarity for this rotation. At the, moment. <laughs> the amount of walks we gave away in the uh, the West Coast road trip. Um, we need Bailey to to not falter. <laughs> no, there to, you go. Keep keep it together because that's a Rogers. We've had good success with this year as well, but I've seen he's come back with a bit of a bang. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. But uh, me too. Falter in falter, we trust. He's he's that should, again should be a good matchup. And falter someone who I do trust to keep us in a game for six seven innings, okay. and uh, and keep the scoring relatively down. Wednesday, I would, hand. Well, I I would say there's a high probability that Falter has his best ever start ever against these Marlins because against against lefties, it is just, I don't know how, because they've got so many power righty hitters, the Marlins, but against lefties, it just never yeah, happens. I'm, I'm pretty, the game, game two, I'm very confident of. I, I, with, with, the, with the way Falter's been going, I would okay. really expect Falter to go a good six, seven, great. Because let's be honest, he's just a he's an opener. That's what he came in for. He's he's yeah. starting to get more innings under his belt and look better and better. He's starting to turn into a decent four five rotation guy. Certainly better than yeah. Syndergaard. Yeah, um, we haven't probably got time to get into Syndergaard. No, but I know, he's, I know, he's, he's dire, turgid, buff, <laughs> rubbish. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's been a struggle for him, hasn't it's it? Not. With uh, with the fills. What about then on Thursday? Because this, you know, for them from a Marlins perspective, yeah, listen, we Sandy pretty much only Gibbons. tune in. Yeah, once every five days is when you get some eyeballs on Sandy's going. Um, Gibby 
Gibby on the mound. Your boy Gibby, you know your big pals with my him. Boy, so he... my big boy Gibby. Well, <laughs> my big boy Gibby. Um, look, yeah, he got blown up last game. Okay, one point two innings. He has that every four or five games. We, he was due, and funny enough, against uh, the D backs, we we're joking along saying, "Hang on, he, he's he's gone four really good games. He's due a bad one, and it, it certainly mm. was." Expecting a full bounce back from Gibby. I'm not too worried. Sandy, we've actually had the measure of this season. Mm. Um, you know, we haven't feared. We, we we haven't done much against Sandy, but we've got him out the game early and got into your bullpen just by taking him deep in counts. I, ex- I fully expect that to be a low-scoring game mm. just to get Sandy deep into counts and get him out again because it's worked yep. every time so far this season. Yep. We don't need to, you know, we know the, your bullpen isn't good. So we know if we can get Correct. in there, especially by game three, where hopefully it's been used a bit. Um, it, it, say same again, Gibby. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm confident Gibby will be on a on a on a bounce back. It's very very rare he goes. If I haven't even seen it this year, him go two bad games back to back. So mm. Gibby bounce. We need it. We need it. We need all these free pitches to go six seven innings. Need it. We've got to save that bullpen. So you're going. From what I've taken here, you've got Phillies winning two of the three. Two of three. That's my takeaway. I'll take it. That's all we need. Sweet bonus, but we can't lose this series. Oh, this fan base is in meltdown. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're overall as we look ahead now, and we've got another series ourselves next week, which will be yep. fun. Looking at this wild card hunt in general, really, you've got three teams going for two spots. That's how I see it anyway. You boys, Padres. Brewers, Brewers, two games back right now, um, uh, which isn't you know. Well, if, if you include the tie break free, we have the tie break open, which is vital. Okay, so let's let's say two plus a tie break games back, um, which makes it three in reality. Okay, so with that being said, who's who, which two are going to make it? Which two are going to land in the wild card? And if the, it's going to be the fills, they're going to be the wild card two or the three when all wild said card, and done. Wild card three. I'll take it. I'll be honest. I I'll think I think the Brewers, since that Hader trade, they've just they've yeah. the trade deadline. They've not been the same team. Burns uh, hasn't been either, by the way. Like a couple of Colton their Burns. games. Uh, the Padres haven't either. In fact, none of us no. have no. really. Um, but the Padres is, is a funny one. Like yeah. with Soto going in, Josh Bell, who is would all have in our team as well. You know, he, he's, a, he's a great player. Um, and then Hader going there as well, and he's been blown up left, right, and center. I don't know what's going on with the Padres. They bottled it last year as well, didn't they, in, in quite they dramatic did. style. But I, I still think by the fact that the Brewers are don't just seem to be that good. And they've got the Yankees, the Mets, and then the Braves, I think, coming up next week. So they're, in fact, the same time as we enter our stage with the Jays and the Braves sandwich. So it's we've both got tough schedules at the same time. But I still think we are more, we should be on paper I know baseball's not played on paper, but mm-hmm. we should be technically far better than the Brewers. I think we're a far better team than the Brewers. I, I think we'll get the job done over them. I'll take the wild card free spot. I do not want to go to New York for a, a, a wild card series. Cardinals, we've we've got a tie break over them. We do we do well against the Cards actually, especially at Bush Stadium. So I'd fancy I'd fancy against the Cards. I don't fancy playing the Mets at New York. Braves are winning this division. The Mets have, have bottled it and have blown it. I think they're going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And I I if we play the Mets and knock them out, it'd be the best series of my life. Wow, that would be sensational. Phillies Mets, I think, would be immense. Uh, it would like we haven't we haven't got a player now for us this season, and they've they've had our number every single series we played in this year. But 
You get to the postseason. All your regular stats mean absolute jack. You throw mm-hmm. it out the window, the records, the home runs, everything. Because it's it's postseason. You you can't go by your regular stats because anything can happen in postseason. And oh, I in the words of Kevin Keegan, I would love it. <laughs> love it. If we got one over the Mets in the wild card and stick that trumpet up where the sun don't shine. Yeah, you've not been a fan of the trumpet. I think that's fair oh, to say. I'm with it. Over you. Yeah, you know, first time. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, all right. You know, fair play. But oh, bloody every time you wake up and you see on Twitter, mm. just just keep it to yourself. Stop putting it out. I'm sick of it. And I want to see I, I, something else. I want to I want to hear the trumpet. Diaz come in and Reese Hoskins hit a two-run bomb off him. Oh, and they blow and save and they crash out the wild card. What a scenario. Absolute scenes. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, you know, it's all building up to that. Like, you can see it coming a mile off. With this, it's the, got, the, it's the trumpet has pressure now. Like, over it. It, it probably was a bit of fun and a bit of hype, but now it's got so much momentum, so much hype. You know that it's going to end it's going to end badly it's you just know it you just know it it's, it's, it's got to surely it. but where the fill so who knows but this this rivalry has been cooking and um you know Keith Fernandez putting his uh, right finger in and and really stoking the fire between the two mm. teams has has been fun but it's it's yeah. really stoked it up you know us and the Met, there hasn't been a dull series this year even though they've had our number all year it's been some lively, you know. It's it's been bubbling nicely, and this this nice. rivalry is really starting to come alive. And oh my, I don't want him in the wild card. I want him in the division. I want five games against this bunch. But yeah, if it's the wild card at New York. All three games at New York. Oof, it's gonna be so crazy. be it. It is what it is. Um, one final one, Dave, and then we'll get out of here. Your yeah. one player to watch for the Phils this series. Who's going to be the MVP for the Phils in this series against oh, the Marlins? I, do you know what? I thought about this question before, and I was going to say Bryson Stott, but for some bizarre reason, I not starting him. Gene Segura. Well, me Absolutely Gene. light scorching at the moment. Light in the ball defensively and at the bat. Just just constantly get on base. Him and Stott were just back-to-back back in the lineup. Constantly both getting on base. We just couldn't get him in. Uh, that's why I want to see him at one and two. You've got to put those at one and two and then put Bryce Harper back up to the free spot because hmm. you, you want to get the runs on the board and Bryce Harper is get the one, get them in. Segura and Reese, uh, Schwab and Reese aren't doing it at the top of the lineup at the moment, but I'm going to go a little bit left wing. JT is the obvious answer. Bryce is going to keep getting on base. He has been. He's starting to get his eye in more and more, but I'm going to go Gene Segura and Love when it. Bryce and Stock comes back, those two as a little double whammy, double S, S and S. Yeah, brilliant. Love it. Love it. Well, that's going to wrap us up today, guys, uh, on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Marlins. Uh, Dave, for those that aren't following you yet on Twitter and that don't have the graphics to help them, they may be listening, uh, where can everyone follow along with you on Twitter? I am at UK Phillies. And uh, come join us for the the daily roller coaster. And, And Pete, if we lose this series on Thursday, just, 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 I'm not coming. I'm telling you now, I'm not coming on. (laughs) <laughs> you have to next week because we got another series mate. Yeah, I'll so. come on next week but uh, I can't I can't take a loss we'll let sleeping dogs lie uh, after this series if it goes sideways for you but and from a Marlins perspective just to kind of wrap up very briefly um, we really you know Sandy needs to have a bounce back after getting blown up in su- to some sense against the Braves Sandy will be looking to bounce back and just solidify this Cy Young I think he is still clearly the favourite but Big game for him on Thursday. No UK friendlies for me or Dave, so pain for us. Nevertheless, guys, it's Locked On Marlins on Tuesday. Peter Pratt, Dave Shaw signing out. And of course, guys, it's a daily pod. We're back tomorrow.